Greetings, everyone. Welcome to This Day in History class, where we bring you a new tidbit from history every day. Today is February 20th, 2019. The day was February 20th, 1902. A child by the name of Ansel Adams was born to Olive Bray and Charles Hitchcock Adams in San Francisco, California. Adams would turn out to be a renowned landscape photographer and a crusader for wilderness conservation. Adams was born into a wealthy family as his grandfather was a successful timber baron. But his family fortune took a hit in 1907 after a financial crisis in the United States, and they struggled trying to recoup what they had lost. As a child, Ansel had a hard time at school. He was kicked out of several schools for bad behavior, so he started taking lessons with private tutors and family members at age 12. And early on, he was drawn to music. He taught himself to play the piano, started taking piano lessons, and had no problem focusing his efforts on training to become a professional musician. But playing the piano was not the art form he would eventually become famous for. Adams was already smitten with nature. As a child, he took long walks around Golden Gate, hiked the sand dunes, and went to the beach, among other escapades in the outdoors. In 1916, Adams visited Yosemite National Park for the first time. He had read the book, In the Heart of the Sierras, by James Mason Hutchings, and persuaded his parents to take him to the park. And he was immediately taken with the landscape. On that trip, he would take pictures of the scenery with the Kodak Number no. 1 box brownie his parents had given him. And from that point on, Ansel would only dive deeper into his love for nature and photography. In 1919, Adams joined the Sierra Club, an organization that promotes outdoor activities and advocates for environmental protection and preservation. He became super active in the club, and his first published photos and writings were released in 1922 in the club's bulletin. Adams soon became the trip photographer on high trips, or wilderness excursions that the Sierra Club hosted every summer, uniting his passions for the great outdoors and photography. In 1927, Ansel climbed 4,000 feet to get to the spot where he would take a photo called Monolith, the face of Half Dome. Adams would call the photo his first visualization, or the first time he attempted to convey his feelings and vision in a photograph. Ansel would write, I saw the photograph as a brooding form with deep shadows and a distant sharp white peak against a dark sky. That photo would turn out to mark a seminal moment in Adams' life and career. Adams still had an interest in music, but by the late 1920s, he began to focus more heavily on his photography projects and formed relationships with people who influenced his artwork. Patron of the Arts Albert M. Bender encouraged Ansel to keep pursuing photography and provided Ansel with the funds to do so. In 1928, Ansel married Virginia Best. That same year, 
Adams had his first solo exhibition at the Sierra Club's headquarters. Ansel also began traveling to the American Southwest to work with writer Mary Hunter Austin, and they published the book Taos Pueblo in 1930. Adams had been practicing pictorialism in his work, using soft focus techniques, filters, and heavy manipulation. But in 1930, he met photographer Paul Strand, whose work influenced him to pursue a style called straight photography, where the focus is sharp and scenes do not appear manipulated. This would be the style he would go on to champion in later years. Adams said the following in his essay, A Personal Credo. A great photograph is a full expression of what one feels about what is being photographed in the deepest sense and is thereby a true expression of what one feels about life in its entirety. And the expression of what one feels should be set forth in terms of simple devotion to the medium, a statement of the utmost clarity and perfection possible under the conditions of creation and production. That will explain why I have no patience with unnecessary complications of technique or presentation. Over the years, Ansel and his work gained more popularity, and he collaborated with more artists. He joined a group called F64 with other noted photographers, and though it was short-lived, the group brought straight photography to the art world's attention. Adams had his first New York show in 1933, published his first series of technical articles in 1934, and launched his first widely distributed book in 1935. He worked long hours and has been described as a party man. But as the story goes for so many artists, just because he was so popular didn't mean he was making the money to match that. He took commercial photography jobs throughout his life. Adams' technical mastery and artistry were set in stone. He went on to develop the zone system, a photographic technique to get proper exposure and development, and produced many technical manuals on photography. But he also fought for environmental conservation. He advocated for new parks, pushed back against unnecessary highways, and wrote letters in support of conservation to editors and politicians. His photos influenced public awareness on issues of natural landscape preservation. He even documented life at a Japanese-American internment camp. Ansel Adams died in 1984 in California, but his advocacy and artwork left an imprint for later generations of artists and environmentalists. I'm Eve Jeffcoat, and hopefully you know a little more about history today than you did yesterday. And if you're so inclined, you can follow us at TDIHC Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks again for listening, and I hope you come back tomorrow for more delicious morsels of history. History.